Reports coming from the U.S. specifically are talking about rising prices for pork and beef, eggs, alcohol, fresh fruit, and lo and behold, toilet paper. I never thought I would have to say that again. <laughs> hey, I'm Karen, and together with my husband, I spent over a decade researching and learning and building our small farm through lots of trial and error, successes and failures. I went back to school to get my degree in horticulture to help our farm business, and now I want to pass all that knowledge on to you. Because I firmly believe that self-reliance is empowering and that everyone, whether you've got a five-acre plot in the country, a half-acre lot in suburbia, or a windowless room in a downtown apartment, should just grow something. Hello, my gardening friends, and welcome back to the Just Grow Something podcast. Uh, as we start this episode, fun fact, this is the second time I'm recording this episode because apparently my computer wanted to do an update and completely change all of my default microphone settings. So the first time I recorded it, I happily went in to edit it and realized that I had been talking just to myself for the entire time. So uh, I'm no longer drinking coffee. I'm now drinking a gin and tonic, and we're going to try this again. So um, if you take a look at the podcast page, you will notice another little fun tidbit. Um, we have a new logo. And so I've, I've just overlaid that new logo over top of that image that you normally see with me holding the orange bucket. Because, um, uh, you know, I figured I didn't want to change it too much. But I do have to shout out uh, to Capture Marketing in Rogers, Arkansas. They did uh, an excellent job of taking my likes and my dislikes and my vision and my colors and executing some beautiful graphics for me. Uh, so they do branding and they do campaigns and marketing materials, printing services. They even do custom wedding favors uh, and all kinds of ad specialty stuff. So I'll put their website link in the show notes if you want to check them out. I also want to welcome all my new listeners and welcome two new countries into the Just Grow Something fold, Indonesia and France. So hello to those listening in West Papua and bonjour to Ile de France. And I hope I didn't butcher that too badly. So this Focal Point Friday, we're going to take a high level look at the Food and Agriculture Organization of the United Nations Food Price Index. What is it? What does it mean? And how does it affect us as consumers and people across the globe in general? I say it will be high level because there are a lot of nuances and data that go into this monthly report. And I'm going to keep it short because it's very complex, but I think it's important for us when we see prices going up for food and goods that we use on a daily basis to have an understanding of why that's happening. We live in a global economy and our individual countries, with very few exceptions, do not operate in a bubble or a silo. We are all interconnected and that includes what happens with our food prices. So let's start at the top. The Food and Agriculture Organization of the United Nations, or the FAO, is, according to their own website, quote, a specialized agency of the United Nations that leads international efforts to defeat hunger, end quote. 
Their goal is to achieve food security across the globe and to make sure that people have regular access to enough nutritious food to lead active, healthy lives. So the FAO works in 130 countries worldwide, and there are 194 or 196 member countries or states, depending on the source that you read. The organization itself falls under the United Nations, but it was founded in Quebec, Canada in 1945, although it's now based in uh, Rome. And essentially, it helps governments to develop or to improve their agriculture, forestry, and fisheries industries while also conducting research and operating educational and training programs. The FAO also collects data on agricultural production, and that's where the FAO Food Price Index comes in. So what is this price index? The FFPI, and I'm just going to re refer to it as the index, is a measure of the monthly change in international prices of five specific food commodities. So the first of these commodities is cereals, right, which includes the most used cereal grains globally, wheat, corn or maize, barley, sorghum, and rice. The next commodity is vegetable oil, and that's an average of 10 different oils. The third commodity is dairy, which includes butter, cheese, skim milk powder, and whole milk powder. The fourth commodity is meat, specifically beef, pork, sheep, and poultry. And the last commodity is sugar. So the main index is an average of those five commodity group prices and a measurement of the change that we see in those prices. The index is published on a monthly schedule and it reports the previous month's indices. So the most recent report came out on May 6th and that was, re was reporting on the changes from April. And for the 11th straight month, the main index was up and every one of the commodities contained within that main index were also up. So essentially, this means the prices for all those commodities that I just listed have continued to increase steadily over the past 11 months. In fact, reports are saying that this is the highest these prices have been since May of 2014. And this translates into higher costs at the grocery store. So what's causing the increases? Well, that's where it gets really complicated. But in the simplest terms, well, there's many different causes that we can look at. And some of it is a snowball effect. So first off, there's been a surge in purchases on an international level in all those categories because there are concerns about the shortages and the tighter supplies from 2020. Nobody wanted a repeat of those shortages, so uh, the international community as a whole has been buying up these commodities to be sure that their individual countries have enough in stock. Combine that with slow harvests and frost damages in some areas for the cereal grains, and it's affecting all kinds of goods made from those cereals. Then add to that some of these harvests are also affecting livestock feed, 
which means it's more expensive to feed the animals, which means meat prices go up and dairy prices go up. Then look back to the shortages that the shortages that we saw in meat at the beginning of the pandemic. Remember all those large butcher houses were closing due to illnesses and there was no place for the animals to be processed. That caused a lot of producers to pause their breeding programs out of fear of feeding out animals that would have no place to go. So that means specifically for commodity beef that there's going to be a shortage of availability on the market in later 2021, probably sometime around fall. It takes quite a while to grow out a beef to butcher size. You can't ramp production back up nearly as quickly as you can with pork or with poultry. And with grain prices continuing to go up, there may be a delay in meat processors ramping their production back up at all. It is all interconnected. None of this takes into account the costs for shipping goods and the increase in gas prices globally right now. And we're just talking about the FAO price index. There are other price indices specific to individual countries that consider the most frequently grown and purchased items there. So, for example, here in the U.S., we have the producer price index, and that tracks what U.S. producers are being paid for their products, which includes items that are different than those listed by the FAO. Reports coming from the U.S. specifically are talking about rising prices for pork and beef, eggs, alcohol, fresh fruit, and lo and behold, toilet paper. I never thought I would have to say that again. <laughs> but yes, we very well may see rising prices on toilet paper, not for lack of, uh, of product availability, but just for more costs involved in producing it. So the news isn't all bad. The FAO also estimates production of these commodities as part of what they do. And it looks like the production estimates for the cereals, at least, are trending upward. So this means at some point, the prices will at least remain steady, if not begin to go down at least just a little bit. But in the meantime, we're all going to need to be prepared to pay a little bit more at the store for some of our goods. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. There's not much better than looking out first thing on a sunny morning, gazing at my garden beds over a hot cup of coffee. As U.S. Marines, my husband and I drank a lot of coffee. As farmers, well, let's just say we should probably drink more water. The coffee we drink these days still has a military tie. We have freshly roasted coffee shipped to us every few weeks from Black Rifle Coffee Company. Black Rifle is a veteran-owned business, just like ours, but they serve up premium coffee and ship it around the world. When you join their coffee club, your chosen brew is roasted, packaged, and shipped free to your door on whatever schedule you choose. And with every purchase, they're giving back to military veterans and active duty, law enforcement, and first responders. Ready to check them out? Go to justgrowsomethingpodcast.com slash coffee to save 20% when you join the Black Rifle Coffee Club. No commitments. Cancel anytime. 
That's justgrowsomethingpodcast.com slash coffee for 20% off your coffee club subscription. Now, you all know I am all about self-reliance. I mean, that's the main reason I started this podcast. I feel like everyone should have that sense of being able to provide for themselves in some way. I also understand that in many urban and suburban areas, it's very, very difficult to find enough space to be able to grow enough to be truly self-sustaining. With that being said, one way to counteract the high prices in the grocery stores may be to shop with your local small farmers. While those that raise livestock are absolutely going to be affected by the prices of the cereals and grains, the vegetable and fruit farmers are likely not to be as affected. I can tell you as both a livestock farmer and a vegetable and fruit farmer that we are seeing both sides of the coin. The prices on grains are literally meaning that our pigs and our chickens are eating us out of house and home right now. The prices have gone through the roof for livestock feed. Now, the prices that we charge at the, at the, at the stand for our meats are literally the true cost of the food. We don't take subsidies. We're not a confined operation. So we're not making pennies on the pound. Um, we do, you know, try to make enough to be able to sustain ourselves as a family. So when prices fluctuate like this, we can tend to keep our prices steady. We're not basing um, a change, you know, by 50 cents per hundred pounds of feed um, and having to ch immediately change our prices or raise our prices because our operation just doesn't work that way. Now, granted, we don't sell cheap meat, okay? So it's it's already a little bit more pricey than what you're going to see in the grocery store, but we feel like the quality is there and we're charging the actual cost of the food. Conversely to that, our fruit and vegetables we're also charging exactly what it costs to produce that. But that's none of this is affecting what we have to charge for those either. The only thing that we're seeing on that end is absolutely seeing a rising cost in uh, our fuel costs. Um, but right now, we don't feel like we need to raise our prices in order to be able to accommodate for that. So most small producers aren't wholesaling their items on the commodity market. They're, they're only affected by local demand, not global demand. So if you shop your local farmers first through your farmer's market or your co-op or wherever, now is an even better time to be doing that. Shop there first and then move on to the grocery store for items that you may not be able to find at the farmer's market. And if you have the ability to freeze or can or otherwise preserve what you get, you can take advantage of the heaviest harvests of the season by buying in bulk from your farmer and then get an even better deal per pound. And then you get to reap those rewards later in the off season. So you've also no doubt realized that some gardening supplies have also been affected by all this indirectly. So with shortages last year in food supplies, combined with people spending more time at home, more and more people began gardening for the first time ever. And I'm super excited about that. But that also led to a shortage of seeds and supplies. There is no indication that demand changed this year at all. People who gardened last year still seem to be sticking with it this year. Yay. Welcome to the fold. <laughs> we appreciate you being here. But 
it also looks like supplies are holding steady for now too. I guess suppliers um, figured out that this was going to a trend that was going to stick around and they ramped up production as well. So that hopefully won't be a problem this year. Uh, it would be a good time now to help combat a little bit of what's going on in the grocery stores to maybe ramp your production up yourself in your own garden just a little bit. Add another container if you can. Do a little bit more interplanting to get a few more plants in per square foot just to increase your own level of production to combat uh, your grocery bill just a little bit. And if you are a gardener and have even just a little bit of space, one more way to increase your self-reliance and reduce your food bill may be to work together with your neighbors. Um, if you and your neighbors all garden, maybe work together to have your own little neighborhood co-op or jump in a gardening Facebook group and see if you can connect with a few other gardeners that are in your area. If you grow the tomatoes and peppers and Jim down the street grows the cucumbers and the squashes and Natalie up the road grows the green beans and the sweet corn and you all trade with each other, well, you'll be well on your way to putting a dent in your grocery bill without missing out on anything. And then once again, preserving any excess will carry that savings into the winter. So that's it for the FAO food price index report. Like I said, I wanted to do just a high level touching on it, make it a really quick uh, overview. That report comes out monthly and I'll put a link in the show notes if anyone's interested in taking a peek at the report. I just thought maybe folks needed to be aware of some of the factors that go into the rising prices for things in the grocery store, because sometimes it just seems like it comes out of nowhere. And I want to help my favorite gardening friends to be a little bit more prepared. So as a reminder, send me over your gardening questions for the next Can You Dig It episode so I can help you in the garden as best I can. You can also send your feedback and any topic suggestions by using the link in the show notes to leave a voice message, or you can send me an email to grow at justgrowsomethingpodcast.com or go to that website and click on the contact page and you can fill out the form there to send me your questions and your feedback. Um, you can also head over and follow me on Instagram at Just Grow Something Podcast. You'll see the new logo featured there um, without my face and the orange bucket. It'll just be the new logo. So you can go check that out. Uh, do me a favor and download this episode when you're done listening today. Rate and review the podcast in all of the places. Share your favorite episodes. And above all else, have a fabulous weekend wherever you are. I'm looking at you, Indonesia and France. Until next time, my gardening friends, keep on cultivating that dream garden, and I will talk to you again on Tuesday. You just finished another episode of the Just Grow Something podcast. I hope these episodes are helping you understand more about how to grow your own food and maybe growing an awareness of food issues in general. Just remember, no matter where you live or what you have, you can absolutely grow something. Thank you.